0: Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the fairways of life show, on air, online, and around the world, with the most candid interviews,
1: like anything else, if you can
0: analyze what caused your error correctly, then you're, you're home free. But if you just kind of, oh, well, I three putted, well, why'd you three putt? There's a big difference between being 50 foot in the hole because you had a terrible iron. Or three putting for 15 foot, which would really bother me because then it was a speed issue because you didn't roll it close enough to the hole. Taking you beyond the ropes.
2: I'm not sure what was going on. Angel, you all right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know you were going to expose me, but I was at bed though. I got a Patron margarita mixer and I got some kombucha.
2: Now I take it that's not all just for tonight?
0: Unforgettable stories. Actually, you know, Hogan didn't cut the ball. So when he got rid of the hook and the ball went straight, in Hogan's mind, that was a cut. Times I played with him when he'd say, I kind of fanned that one, I cut that one in there. It didn't cut, in my mind, it went dead straight. A bridge to the past.
2: Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to
0: be?
1: Well, uh, I suppose it just did I have made a
0: contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and golf channel's Matt Adams. What is
2: going on, folks? Welcome to the program on this Wednesday morning. Congratulations to the L.A. Dodgers. Everyone seemingly going crazy because they haven't won the World Series since 1988. So there's all kinds of golfer. There's all kinds of... So, I, Tiger's a big Dodgers fan. We got news about Tiger this morning coming up. But the celebrities and everybody else, because obviously... California, and L.A. uh, going mad. So, And then it's, it's interesting, too, is when you have the NHL Stanley Cup, you have the NBA Finals, and then you have the World Series and three champions all within a month. The craziness that is 2020. All right, speaking of the craziness that is 2020, the Augusta National Invitational, or Augusta National, that was the original name of the Masters, the Augusta National Golf Club uh, concerning this year's Masters. Yes, we're starting a campaign, Dom, to once again name it the Augusta National Invitational. Uh, they sent out a press release yesterday that was fascinating. And it's credited to chairman of Augusta National, Fred Ridley. But inside of this message that they're sending out is just like, oh, by the way, stuff, yeah, and the Par3 contest has been canceled. Uh, so, I'm going to read it to you in its entirety because there's a lot of really cool stuff, interesting stuff, good information for you to have. Uh, so, quoting from the press release from Augusta National Invitation Fred Ridley, chairman of Augusta National Golf Club, announced today that the 2020 Masters Tournament, scheduled for November 9 to 15, will provide an extensive slate. Of content across multiple platforms, including ESPN's College Game Day airing live from Augusta National on Saturday, November 14th. They're quoting Fred as saying, given the circumstances brought about by the pandemic, the delivery of quality content is as important as ever to the storytelling of the Masters Tournament. We will dearly miss our patrons at Augusta National this fall. We are excited to showcase what promises to be a truly memorable Masters in a variety of ways for viewers around the world, End quote. One such way is the addition of College Game Day, which is scheduled to take place from 9 a.m. to noon before the live CBS broadcast of the third round. The studio will be staged overlooking Ike's Pond and on the ninth green of the Par 3 course. Quoting once again, uh, Fred, when exploring ways to showcase the fall Masters, we were drawn to the concept of hosting College Game Day at Augusta National to introduce the tournament to a new audience and provide even more anticipation and excitement for the event. We appreciate the collaboration with ESPN, our longtime broadcast partner, for this first of its kind opportunity, end quote. In addition, the global television audience of the Masters will experience new and enhanced views of the unique November tournament as Augusta National has worked with CBS Sports to showcase distinctive angles in shots from around the course. Throughout the week, live coverage of the Masters will be broadcast to more than 200 countries and territories. The American Forces Network will also broadcast the event to U.S. military installations throughout the world. In the United States, here we go, folks, lean forward. In the United States, live coverage of the tournament play will begin Thursday, November 12th, from 1 to 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN and continue at the same time Friday, November 13th. CBS will again provide weekend coverage on Saturday, November 14th, from 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, before airing the final round from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Sunday. That's the 15th. All right, and then he, then he has that sentence. The Par 3 contest, which is traditionally played on the Wednesday prior to the Master Tournament and broadcast by ESPN, has been canceled. So I'm, I'm going to go over those times with you again just so, so I can reiterate here because I know this is what people, at least in our primary listening audience, are very interested in. Tournament coverage on ESPN will begin on Thursday. All these times are Eastern from 1 to 5.30. Same time on Friday from 1 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. And then coverage on CBS on Saturday will be from 1 to 5 p.m. You remember with the times, because you're looking at it going, why are they going off at 5 and what's going on then? It's because of the football schedule. And then the final round on Sunday, even more impacted by the NFL here, is from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Sunday. Okay? So the air times are a little bit different. And then they they quote the chairman once again as saying, the fun and the excitement of watching Masters competitors with their friends and family is what makes the Par 3 contest such a special part of Masters Week. We know that experience could not have been replicated without guests and patrons at Augusta National, and we eagerly anticipate the opportunity to bring back this signature tradition, end quote. For the fourth consecutive year, the Masters will air a live 4K broadcast of the tournament in the United States featuring action from Amen Corner. The 11th 12th, and thirteenth holes at Augusta National, as well as the 15th and 16th holes. During tournament week, Masters Digital will feature exclusive live video scoring and interactive player tracking groups, video highlights, in-depth tournament news, coverage, and more. The site will also feature a new live feed in November, highlighting the action of the 4th, the 5th, in the 6th holes featured hole coverage will also be available on ESPN plus so that was i was when i was reading this yesterday i was waiting to see okay where is it when we're going to find out the coverage that's only available on the premium outlets cuz you know more and more of these rights holders who are paying dearly for what the rights that they have no doubt are taking content and putting it on, whether we're talking about, in this case, ESPN Plus or uh, in the K- PJ Tour Live is a subscription service, uh, which we're big fans of, but it's a subscription service nonetheless. Uh, Peacock Network, which had, which had uh, elements of the US Open on there, etc. Building upon the Emmy Award-winning Every Shot, Every Hole technology from 2019, Masters Digital will unveil the My Group feature for the 2020 tournament. Similar to a personally tailored feature group, my group allows fans from around the world to build a personalized feed of every shot from their favorite players, ensuring they won't miss any of the action during the tournament. Think about that for a second. That's like what Greg Hoppe was telling us that that they, they, the ground that they broke when they did that starting at, uh, at the players this year, and now it's something that the Masters to do. I'm curious if they're working together on that, if the technology worked hand in hand, but it is fascinating that we're at that point, at this point in time, especially in 2020, as bizarre as it was in every other way. Now, this is a massive advancement for those who you want to follow. In an effort to share the latest news of the tournament, the Masters has launched a free daily email newsletter for fans delivered directly to their inbox from Augusta National. This newsletter will provide fans with. Exclusive content and highlights of the day's action while also helping them plan their viewing schedule for the day ahead. Returning to 2020 is the official Masters podcast for Please Now Driving, which invites patrons and fans to follow along as host Marty Smith explores tournament storylines and visits with notable guests across the sport, entertainment and pop culture. Episodes will be published daily from this year's Masters Tournament. Marty Smith, you might remember, is part of the talent of ESPN. Started out covering, I remember when I was doing the NASCAR book, he started out covering NASCAR and he's moved into all these other sports and has turned into quite a personality for the network. So he'll be hosting that podcast, I think, for the Masters, from what it sounds like. It's called For Please Now Driving. For iPhone, iPad, and Android phones, the Masters Tournament will release free apps designed to complement the television broadcast or to be used independently to follow tournament action. Golf fans can also stay informed of tournament news by following at The Masters on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube. On Snapchat, The Masters will feature a new augmented reality experience on the platform, allowing users to scan the iconic Masters logo and bring it to life inside the Snapchat App. I don't know what all that means, Snapchat Marker Technology, where Masters fan can use their Snapchat camera to unlock unique virtual experiences. I don't know enough about Snapchat to know how much fun it is to play with the logo, but apparently you'll be able to. The 84th Masters is set to begin on Thursday, November 12th, with Jack Nicklaus and Gary Player as the honorary starters. Tee times will be announced at a later date, but players will be scheduled to start off the first and tenth tees in two waves for the first two rounds. All right? So that's the press release that came out from Augusta National. A ton of information and news in there. And what's interesting to me when you're you're talking about coverage and talking about Augusta was if people complain about the coverage, they complain about its limited hours on its primary uh, delivery, say in this case ESPN and CBS uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Sunday, respectively. But where people are looking at their, their broadcast windows as being perhaps even old-fashioned, what's remarkable about what Augusta National is doing and has been building towards for years is that they're actually going the other way. I think if you look at the entirety of ways that you can consume the Masters, from tournament week to tournament proper, from Thursday through Sunday or even any of the days building up to it, I actually think there's more opportunity to see everything that's going on with the Masters and to see it essentially for free easier than any other event, any other major. And it's because of the way the Masters holds everything for themselves. And then, and I mean that in a positive way, that they control the rights and then decide how and where they're going to distribute these these various rights. So... From a traditional television standpoint, in terms of the number of hours that the network is covering the event, yeah, I would I would look at it and agree with you and say, it's the same, it looks like the same amount of hours as ever. But when you look at it in its entirety, in the way that we, as sports fans, as golf fans, consume content now, be it on our phones, uh, be it on, the, like they talked about the apps that are specific to them, but also with dedicated coverage, I don't know whether you get that on your phone, whether you get that on a computer, whether you get that through your, your smart TV, whatever it is, I don't think you'll be at any shortage of content from Augusta National because of the way that they put all this together. I think it's pretty darn fascinating with what we're about to see. I'm going to keep that letter aside because as we get closer to the start of the Masters, I think we'll we'll be referencing back to that so that you guys know how and when and where you can get everything and and just keep reiterating it so that, uh, again, you will know where to go in order to see everything that's going on at Augusta National. I can tell you where to go to see everything that's going on with Ben Hogan Golf. Just log on to BenHoganGolf.com and you can see everything there. They're incredibly beautiful product. Their new GS53 Max driver that is absolutely maxed out with technology it's a 460cc club head. It's got a low center of gravity, high launch angle. It's got all the bells and whistles, but it costs dramatically less than anything else that is comparable. Why? Because it's a direct relationship between you and Ben Hogan Golf. There is no middleman. It is one-to-one. Log on to BenhovenGolf.com and you can see it all for yourself. You can also see it all for yourself by logging on to FrenchLick.com and that wonderful resort that we just got back from a few short weeks ago, those two historic hotels. We stayed at the West Baden hotel, which we, because of COVID and all the rest, a lot of the stuff was closed that we wanted to get into like these museum rooms that they have with all kinds of artifacts. Cannot wait to do that next time I'm on the property. Maybe you'll join me in that as well. Frenchlick.com for more information. We'll be back with more. We got a special guest coming up in the fairways of life show today, a multiple time winner, on the PGA Tour, and lots more to go through with you here on this Wednesday. Stay with us.
0: If you listen to the wind, you can hear it. That's Ireland calling you home. Home to the greatest Lynx golf course. Among the Lynx Golf Masterpieces awaiting your golfing sojourn. Come home to Ireland and enjoy the most incredible golf experience of your life. Get started at ireland.com.
2: Footjoy, the number one outerwear brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year by providing the best gear to make every day playable. The new Hydro Series line of jackets provides you with the ultimate protection wherever you're teeing it up this season. Whether it's the Hydro Light, the perfect lightweight summer jacket for, say, golf in Florida, Arizona, the Hydro Knit, which protects like a rain jacket but feels like a mid for places like California or the Carolinas, FootJoy has a rain protection to keep you dry and plain through any weather. Also joining the FJ Performance lineup this year is the all-new Hydro Tour rain jacket, designed to withstand the most extreme weather conditions. Play more golf this year and get the gear you need to play in those conditions. Visit footjoy.com slash MEDP. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? The best golf experiences are the unique ones that combine breathtaking beauty, inspiring designs, and refined luxuries. Streamsong Resort, conveniently located in Central Florida, is unlike any golf experience you've ever had. Award-winning courses by Corin Crenshaw, Tom Doak, and Gil Hans will challenge and amaze in a dunescape you'll swear cannot exist in Florida. Awaken your senses then at their opulent spa or enjoy world-class bass fishing, archery, or clay shooting. The options are endless, and you can cap it all off with luscious and distinctive culinary choices to delight any palate. Visit StreamSongResort.com today to plan your golf trip. That's everything that you would want and nothing like you've ever experienced. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Wednesday. So some news items to run through with you Today it includes Tiger Woods and more. First of all, there was a tweet sent out by Callaway yesterday that read, We've reached agreement to combine with Top Golf. Together we're excited to help shape the future of golf, creating equipment and experiences for all golfers from beginners to elite professionals. And from there, this there's a link to an official press release from Callaway. It it was Categorized under Callaway Investor Relations, and I saved this one. Some of the stuff I go through in advance, like what we did with the the Masters, because I knew there was going to be a lot of airtimes, etc. This one I didn't because I want to read through it with you guys and see it at the same time. The headline reads, Callaway and Topgolf to combine creating a global golf and entertainment leader. And then they have four ancillary subtitles. Highly complementary businesses with reach across the entire 80 billion global golf industry. Compelling family of brands well positioned to capitalize on outdoor consumer trends. Combined businesses create clear line of sight to more than 1 billion of adjusted earnings. Callaway announces record preliminary results for third quarter of 2020. And the press release reads as follows. Uh, Callaway and Topgolf Entertainment Group today announced that the companies have entered into a definitive merger agreement under the terms of the agreement Callaway and Topgolf will combine in an all-stock transaction creating a global golf and entertainment leader. The number of shares to be issued is based upon an implied equity value of Topgolf of approximately $2 billion, including the 14% already owned by Callaway. Topgolf is the leading tech-enabled golf entertainment business with an innovative platform that comprises its groundbreaking open-air venues, revolutionary top tracer technology, and innovative media platform with a differentiated position in eSports. Topgolf generated approximately $1.1 billion in revenue in 2019 and has grown at a 30% compound annual rate since 2017. Callaway is a leader in the global golf equipment market with a scale position in active lifestyle soft goods and a proven ability to deliver strong returns, including company growth that has exceeded golf market growth for seven consecutive years. The companies together will be able to accelerate growth, including through fully funded high growth opportunities, Topgolf is a high-growth platform with attractive unit economics across its businesses that will benefit from Callaway's strong financial position that can fully fund Topgolf's growth plans at an attractive cost of capital. A highly complementary fit call. The two companies share a focus on golf and active lifestyle consumers. With Topgolf's 90 million consumer touch points a year, the combined company will benefit from a compelling family of brands, with reach across multiple channels, including retail, venues, e-commerce, and digital communities. Top Golf is introducing new players to the game of golf, a powerful trend that benefits Callaway's golf equipment and soft goods business. Enhanced resources to accelerate growth. They write. The combined company's industry-leading sales, marketing, and partnership infrastructure will drive traffic, increase same venue sales, and accelerate coverage. Of new business opportunities together, Callaway and Topgolf significantly expanded consumer reach would drive increased promotion exposure in sales of equipment and apparel to golfers and non-golfers alike. Next bullet point, innovation to drive long-term potential. A shared innovative culture creates exciting long-term opportunities, including the potential to distribute content across connected screens for instruction, fitness, and lifestyle. Together, this is, this is quoting from Chip Brewer, the President and Chief Executive Officer of Callaway. Quoting, Together, Callaway and Topgolf created an unrivaled golf and entertainment business. This combination unites proven leaders with a shared passion for delivering exceptional golf experiences for all, from elite touring professionals to new and aspiring entrants to the game. We've long seen the value in Topgolf, and we're confident that together we can create a larger, higher growth, technology-enabled global golf and entertainment leader. Callaway's strong financial profile will enable the combined company to accelerate innovation, develop exciting new products and experiences, and create compelling value for shareholders while providing the dedicated team of both companies more opportunity to showcase their talents and complementary capabilities. From there, uh, Dolph Burley, who's the chief executive officer of Topgolf, you guys might remember if you watch the coverage of the PJ Merchandise Show in January and Golf Channel that I did a feature with him. He's a pretty interesting guy. He he's he, here's his quote. We're excited to join the Callaway family and strengthen the experience we create at the intersection of sports and high-driven entertainment, fueled by a tremendous team of associates and a diverse offering across our venues. Top Tracer and Media Platform, Top Golf is truly changing the landscape of the industry by making golf more inclusive and accessible to people of all ages, demographics, and skill levels. As part of Callaway, we plan to grow our leadership position by le- leveraging Callaway's brand reputation, industry relationships, and financial strength to connect more communities around the world to the Top Golf experience. So, and the, the press release continues. Remember, this is this was on Callaway's investor relation uh, page. So you know, people are going to go deep into what all this means for, for that, which I presume that they've already invested in, or trying to reach new investors of their stock. So it goes on for a considerable depth going deeper into everything that I had told you guys about. But I thought you would like to know that that apparently is taking place. They said it's an agreement that is, at this point, using my words, not theirs, ironclad, and we're getting reaction from everybody about the same. Uh, Other news, Uh, Tiger Woods has announced, it came through his agent, uh, that he is not going to play in Houston. Remember when he was leaving the Zozo, there was the conversation of the possibility, maybe I need more reps, etc., which I I don't think it necessarily surprised anybody that, that Tiger said he's out. I'm not sure how much comfort that gives everyone as he heads towards Augusta in a couple of weeks, though, does it? The headline on GolfChannel.com by Rex Hoggard reads, Tiger Woods not playing Houston Open ahead of Masters Tournament. And the article reads, Tiger Woods will not compete next week's Houston Open. His manager, Mark Steinberg, confirmed to GolfChannel.com. Woods suggested last week at the Zozo Championship that he's considering adding the Houston event to his schedule to prepare for next month's Masters. At the Sherwood Country Club, Woods said, "Quoting, We'll see how the week goes and make a decision from there. Despite finishing tied for 72nd out of 77 players, Woods decided not to play the Houston event, which he's never played before. The defending Masters champion said on Sunday at Sherwood that he has plenty of room for improvement before the year's final major. Tiger said, Quoting, I did not drive the ball, and I didn't hit my irons close enough consistently. The only thing that I can take out of this week that I did positively, I feel like each and every day and pretty much every hole is that I putted well. I feel like I rolled it great, end quote. Woods has historically not played the week before the Masters, and he took almost a month off before winning his fifth green jacket last year. So, again, it's an interesting uh, observation of Tiger Woods, if there's any comparison to anything that Tiger Woods has ever done in his past uh, compared to 2020, and I think those kind of observations uh, can go deep in terms of comparisons to 2020 in every way. I don't know if there if there's any lines that can be drawn to say this is how he's always done it and this is how it's worked now. His, his body of work that we've seen so far hasn't been good, and it, and it seems very much like it's because of rust. All right, so to that point, would you take Tiger? If you were betting on the Masters, would you take him? I'll share his odds in a moment with you because I want to come back and talk about these odds. And there are some players, uh, what I think is kind of in the middle of the pack right now, that I think are incredibly good-looking bets if you are inclined to do so. Now, GolfOdstracker.com is where we're going to go for this information. You can pull it up on your your phone or on your computer if you wanted to, and see what we're looking at. Uh, And I'll explain where these numbers came from and what makes it different. We're also going to be joined by a multiple-time PGA Tour winner coming up still on the Fairways of Life show. On this Wednesday, touredge.com has a massive product line, including the best of the best. Their EXS Pro is being picked up by professionals around the world in record numbers, in fact. You can look at their entire line, which is a massive product line, and it's made for people that are amongst the best of the best or those who are just picking up the game for the very first time. All of it is backed by a lifetime warranty. You won't have to remortgage the house to afford to get product that is custom-fit, custom-built, and backed for you. TourEdge.com for more information on that. And you can also make sure you're playing the right golf ball. Log on to BridgestoneGolf.com. Get V-Fit at BridgestoneGolf.com at whatever level you choose to engage. Know that it's not some computer. It's not a program. It's not an algorithm. It's not AI. It's a human being that's going to analyze all of your data and get back to you with what is the best golf ball for you, the best option for your game. Uh, I wonder for how many is it the first time that you've ever been fit for golf ball and truly understand which golf ball will help you perform better. You've probably been fit for every other club in your golf bag. Why not that piece of equipment that you'll use on every shot? Perhaps the most important piece of equipment of them all. And when you do so, check out the new Tour B golf ball. You can find it all at BridgestoneGolf.com and their revolutionary reactive urethane cover on those Tour Bs. And there are Tour Bs for different levels and of players as well. When I say levels, I'm talking about ball speed, club head speed, etc. cetera. BridgestoneGolf.com for more information. We'll be back with much more on the Fairways of Life show this Wednesday.
1: Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone
2: Tourage is proud to announce two new Hot Launch series designed to cover both ends of the game improvement golf club spectrum. The Hot Launch E521 line is for extreme game improvement, featuring the revolutionary Houdini Soul, offset head, extremely low center of gravity, and game-changing high MOI, or the Hot Launch C521, competition spec game improvement clubs that are for those looking for a classic look with a full suite of game improvement technology like diamond face and cup face technology, rear sole weighting, acoustic engineering, and an even deeper power channel. Tour Edge and the Hot Launch 521 line, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Log on to tourage.com today. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses, and they're all in one place. Would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw, sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boeing Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boeing Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to BoeingGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. FootJoy, the number one outer brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year with rain jackets and outerwear for all conditions. New to the FJ outerwear lineup is the Hydro Tour Rain Jacket, designed to withstand the most extreme weather. Made specifically for golf with a material that is quiet, comfortable, and waterproof, it also features a patented dry seal collar, a double collar that moves the water away from the back of your neck, not down it, no matter how hard the rain is coming down. Play more this year. Play better. Check out the Hydro Tour rain jacket and all the other industry-leading rainwear from FootJoy at FootJoy.com/medp. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more guaranteed advanced tee times incredible accommodations airport meet and greet services private guided tours and private drivers all in luxury vehicles and they have a staff that's been doing it forever thegolftravelgroup.com when ben hogan founded his company in 1953 his mission was to make the finest golf equipment in the world that remains our mission today We forge every club we make to provide the feel and feedback investment clubs simply can't provide. And our craftsmen micro-manufacture each club to your exacting specifications in our Fort Worth, Texas factory. You'll only find Ben Hogan Golf Equipment at BenHoganGolf.com. Visit us online. You'll be glad you did. So let's talk about these master's odds. We got into it a little bit yesterday. But I'm fascinated uh, by these odds. Now, Golf Odds Tracker is is where our odds came from. And if you look at, if you're watching us on the television side, the easiest way to find us during beta testing amongst all the places that we are is on uh, Fairways of Life on Facebook and Fairways of Life on YouTube. And... If you see these odds, you'll see that they are carried out, three numbers. You're always like, oh, well, Bryson's 8-1. to one. Well, because Golf Odds Tracker uses odds that are based on an, an, an amalgamation of, of odds from all over the globe, so you're talking about, I don't know, dozens of touch points, the odds are carried out. So, so Bryson is actually 8.17 to 1 he's number one on, on the odds. And, and, you know, you saw the clips that he's putting out that he hit it 400 yards. He, he just won the, the U.S. Open. for So uh, whatever you think about Bryson, and, and he's definitely different to the point of, of weirdness, it's working for him. I mean, the video that went out yesterday of him hit, hitting, practicing hitting shots and, and screaming, like, remember that, that infomercial what was it called? The hammer, Dom? Um, do you remember that? The the driver, the guy would hit the thing, and you would like, Barrr! "I'm sure, I'm sure you've got that somewhere, that. Andrew." I, I don't, don't know how long ago that out.
1: was. I feel like that was a very long time ago.
2: <laughs> yeah, but somebody recently pulled it up again. I saw it. I saw it. I don't know if it was ESPN or somebody had it. They were using it just to kind of. I think they were probably drawing the comparison to Bryson. I didn't see it specific to Bryson. See if you can find that someplace. I think it's called the hammer. I bet you'll find it on. on Twitter or someplace, and this guy used to scream, and so there was a video out yesterday that I saw of Bryson doing the same thing. And I've I've said this for me. I've said this about Bryson from the beginning. I I don't. I'm one of those that doesn't dislike Bryson. I I get that he's the main draw of the circus right now. I think I get I get a kick out of him. I I see in Bryson a great deal of Phil Mickelson. Meaning that I think he loves to be the center of attention. I think that's part of it. That's why when when he would have his snafus, whatever it was, uh, you know, a, a some type of a bloom of petulance or whatever whatever the occasion was, and he would always sit back and almost seemingly confused and go, "Well, you know, like when he was had the thing with the cameraman and wanting you know privacy, I guess to vent his anger or what have you." And he said, "Well, we're out here trying to entertain you." He kept, keeps using this word of entertain and entertain and entertain. Are you not entertained? He sees himself in that role as, as an entertainer. I absolutely believe, in my opinion, that Phil Mickelson sees himself in the role of being an entertainer. And so that's why I think Bryson puts these things out, and he, you know, the, the big hit and the, and the, the stats coming from you know ShotLink or 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 TrackMan or whatever it is. That he's hitting these incredible distances. Okay, we get it. We know you're capable of it. And I think for a long time there was a lot of people that did not want it to work. They just they just didn't like the vibe. But the reality is is he's making it work. And I've always said the same thing about Bryson when it comes to the the numbers and you know riddling you with with all of the the math and science. And that is no matter how much the golfing public or the golfing media rolls their eyes at all of that, it does not matter ultimately whether we believe it or not. What matters is that Bryson believes it. And I do think that he believes it and he's, and he's obviously making it very effective. So when you look at these odds, it's really interesting to me because odds, especially on a global basis, which is why I love what GolfOddsTracker.com is putting together here. I think you're seeing two things. One is you're seeing the preponderance of just facts of weight. And that's not a pun. And that is that Bryson DeChambeau is playing extremely good golf, and you cannot discount him any week. So he's Winner of the U.S. Open, he's favored, 8.17 to 1, right? But then you have other players where the betting is influenced by wishing and hoping that they're going to do well. Tiger Woods is 26.84 to 1. I get that it's, it's Tiger going back to Augusta National. I get that Tiger, over the course of his career, has seemingly shown us this ability to play pull a genie out of the bottle, but none of those Tigers is the Tiger that's playing this year in age, in reconstruction, in current body of work, and current body, mind you, all of that. So 26.84, if, if you were a betting person, I could see people putting down a bet on Tiger Woods because one, he's Tiger Woods. And two, I would think it's mostly fueled by hope. John Rahm is second again. If you're if you're watching on this on the television side, at ten point four four to one. Rory McElroy at ten point eight nine to one. A buddy of mine from Ireland, John, just sent me a. In fact, John uh, North and West Coast Links is putting together our May trip there, which uh, is I think sold out as well. You can check with him if you want to. North and West Coast Links. There's a contact there, and you can ask him about Maddie's trip. Uh, Rory is ten point eight nine to one, and he told me Rory is going to win the Masters. I said, "Well, if he's going to win, he's you know worth us taking a look at him." DJ is eleven point four four to one. Justin Thomas is eleven point five to one. Now that now these odds are relatively low, but you you know whatever you think about about Deshambo again, I don't think he can be discounted. But Rahm at ten point four four. And Justin at 11.5, I think, are two really strong ones. A Xander Shoffley at 13.8, three to one. I think that's that's another really solid bet. Brooks Kepka at 18.5, three to one. How do you guys feel about that? I don't know if I don't know if I'm feeling the vibe on that one just yet. But the the following three, this is where I was getting at: Patrick Cantlay, Patrick Reed, and Terrell Hatton. Patrick Cantlay is 23.32 to 1. Again, this is Golf Odds Tracker, so you, wherever you go, you're, your odds are going to vary one way or the other, and if you bet with one particular house or one particular company, then obviously they're going to manipulate the odds to, to cover their upside and downside. So Patrick Cantillay, GolfOddsTracker.com, based on global odds, is 23.32 to 1 this morning. Patrick Reed is 25.84 to 1, and Terrell Hatton is 25.95 to 1. I think all three of those are really interesting bets. I think Tony Finau at 32.84 to 1 is an interesting one. So too is Matthew Wolf at 33.89 to 1. I do think it's interesting that somebody... these I put these, these uh, odds out this morning, Dom, on Twitter, and... Tweets are already coming in about it, and someone named Phil came back and said, LOL, Spieth being the same betting odds as guys almost like Justin Rose and and Jason Day. Jordan Spieth has better odds than Justin Rose, 49.11, Jason Day 49.84, and Justin Rose 50.16 to 1. Now, I'm not so sure about Rose in current form, but Jason Day has been showing some signs if his, if his body holds together. Phil Mickelson is 65.32 to 1. A lot of room on that one, but would you invest? Victor Hovland is 68.5 to 1. He's still the reigning Open champion, the champion golfer of the year-ish. Shane Lowry is 84.26. Lee Westwood, who has shown form, and at Augusta over the years as well. I, I realize getting long in the tooth, but eighty-six point four two to one. So it's just interesting. So Dom, when when we were in the break, and you were asking me about the stats that that what, what happens with these it's, these different sites that that uh, for these majors. Uh, I get I get people that are they're asking for information on picks and I keep picking the winner. My wife keeps yelling at me and saying why aren't you betting on the stuff? And the reason the the, the way that I'm doing it is I take a look at the venue, I take a look at a player's particular history, I take a look at a player's current form. But when it comes to Augusta National. I think there are specific area of stats and performance relative to those that if you build them together like a recipe, the dish will come out and be, if not the winner, it's going to give you one of the top finishers. It's been working with the the formula that I've been using for these majors. And when you talk about Augusta National, I think uh, total driving is always important, right? That that you're hitting it in in the areas where you can have an approach of the greens and have opportunities because, remember, you have to hit it to certain sections, Of of the greens at at Augusta National, so from that standpoint, uh, your your proficiency from the fairway it's going to be a little bit deeper because it's going to expect it to be cold obviously uh, in November. So say from 125 yards would be an interesting 125 150. Uh, I think scrambling is always an interesting stat. Absolutely strokes gained putting is is one that's going to be important. I think proximity to the hole. Is important. So I think if you take just like that, again, as, as elements of a recipe into the gumbo, put them together and see what starts to boil out, then I think you're going to start to, to see players that could do very well. When you take that same information and you match it up against recent form, when you take that same information, you match it up against what players have done at Augusta National in the past— you start, I think, I'm just going to give you, my, this is how I do it. it, it I think you you're, you start to have a pretty good formula. So, Dominic, have you had a chance this morning to start to kind of coddle together? I know that's it, a lot to throw at you, but coddle together some information and see if it's starting to point to any particular direction.
1: Uh, I have, and if you'd like, I can just tell you what's going to happen at the Masters. Yeah, all right, well, <laughs> even better. Bottom line. So... Based on what you and I have discussed and some of the stuff that I've been looking at and going over, I have four names for you.
2: Fire away. I'm going to write Four names go.
1: for you. And based on what I've looked at and this little plan that I've coddled together, I would be surprised, very surprised, if one of these four players didn't win the Masters based on the stuff that I've been looking at. okay. So okay. I expect one of these four players to win the Masters. Now, do you want me, Matt, to give them to you in order of least to most likely? Do you yes. want me to give you stats and not give you names? Oh, uh, guess four, no.
2: Just four, three, two, one. No, Dom, we're taking too long with this. Let's
1: bang through it. All right. So, least likely of the four, Tommy Fleetwood. All right. And what was what
2: was Tommy Fleetwood's in that in that amalgamation of of information? Where where did he shine?
1: So. I, took, I looked at last year's stats but took into account this year's finishes Yep. because this year's statistics, in my opinion, are not super relevant. Most of them have three to five rounds of golf, six rounds of golf. They're not, it's not a sample size. So I looked at last year's stats. He was sixth in total driving. Now, total driving, as you might know, is a, com- is a combination of distance and accuracy because just hitting it 400 yards not always going to help you if you don't hit it on the planet. So he was sixth. In that, and he was 26 in strokes gained putting last year on the PGA Tour. So if you combine those two, you get the number 32. That's how I looked at that. Putting is those where numbers, he sometimes where a little
2: bit people. suspect, but he's a great ball striker. Okay. All right, let's go to number three now. Okay.
1: Okay, number three is Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger with 12th in total driving and 17th in strokes gained putting. And Daniel Berger already has a top ten at the Masters. He's never missed the cut at the Masters, ever. He hasn't played in a lot, but he's 14th in the world right now, and he hasn't missed a cut since the Memorial. And he's got a runner-up. He's got a third place. He's in good form. I'm a huge fan. Very good position.
2: I'm a huge fan of Daniel Berger. I actually picked him to win on on Morning Drive. I picked him to win uh, at Colonial this year. He's he's gone a little bit cold, but. Augusta National as a way to focus player again. I agree with that. Okay, number two is? Webb
1: Simpson. He is rock solid. He was 14th in total driving. Is he the longest player in the world? No, he's not. But he was 14th in total driving. He was 13th in strokes gained putting. And just for the record here, and I realize that people are under, you know, they have, I think, an odd, I think they have an odd expectation with distance. Last year, he was ranked 130th last year in driving distance, but his driving distance average, 299 yards. So it's not like he's the shortest player in the world here. Okay. Now the thing that holds me back with him is his first five or six masters, he was missing cuts. He wasn't playing fantastic, but tied twenty eighth, 2018 tied fifth, 2019. I think he's played Augusta so many times. He's starting to figure it out. And I think he hits it long enough that even in the cold conditions, it's not going to be a disaster for him. So I think I put him at number two on that list. Okay, cool. Webb and Simpson. number one is? John Rom. He's just rock solid. He's number two last year in total driving. He was number 22 in strokes, gain, putting. He was fourth in the Masters in 2018. He was tied ninth last year in the Masters, and he never missed a cut at the Masters. And obviously, if you're talking about a player in good form, He's number two in the world. He won the BMW 6th of the Tour Championship, tied 23rd at the U.S. Open, tied 17th at the CJ Cup, and he just finished tied 2nd at the Zozo Championship, had a serious chance of winning that golf tournament. I just cannot see a scenario where John Rahm does not win the Masters this year.
2: Yeah, that's an excellent list. Um, That's the type of stuff that I'm talking about. Again, I I also feel really good in particular about Cantlay, Reed, and Hatton. I'm not taking – of that list of those four guys – uh, to me, right now, the one that I'm not really feeling the vibe on is is Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, John Rahm, I definitely think he's. If I mean, on if you look at the national, the worldwide ratings, he's 10.44 against Deshmane's 8.17. Obviously, John Rahm is playing very well. We saw it last week as well. And as he's getting older and as he's maturing in his playing, he's controlling everything better and better. So we'll see how that all plays itself out. Uh, after this virus plays itself out, I know where you guys want to go. I know that Ireland is a bucket list for everybody. Uh, I'm very proud to be an ambassador for tourism, Ireland, and speaking to the virtues of an incredible place, a beautiful place. You can log on to Ireland.com anytime you want, and you can see everything that this very special place has to offer, and that includes Some of the best Lynx golf courses any place in the world. There are over 400 golf courses in the country, but the ones that ring the island are absolutely spectacular. Yeah, I'm talking about places like the last place that hosted an open, Royal Portrush. Or if you want to slide a little bit to the west, Ballyliffin, which had an Irish open there, which was incredible. If you want to continue down the coastline, just down south of, of Galway. How about Lahinch, which hosted the last Irish Open that was held during the summer? Remember, it was later this year because of COVID and all the rest. It was a spectacular experience. And then we've got Bally Bunyan, the old course, or maybe Tralee, which actually was originally designed by Arnold Palmer. You can go all the way down to the Old Head and Kinsale, which is a a piece of land, a peninsula, kind of in the shape of a stop sign that juts out two and a half miles into the Atlantic Ocean, surrounded by centuries and centuries of history. Log on to Ireland.com and you can see it all anytime that you want to. Absolutely delighted as well to welcome our next guest to the Fairways of Life show, Paul Stankowski, with some very serious golf credentials to his credit. The man's played in 460 Eight tour events, 468. Across him, he's collected 31 top tens, a couple third-place finishes, a runner-up, and two times he has won on the PGA Tour. In all, since turning professional in 1991, he's won seven times. His career was slowed, though, by some injuries along the way, a right shoulder, left wrist uh, amongst them. So, when he stopped playing full-time in the PGA Tour, he did dabble in broadcasting amongst other endeavors, so we know and love his work there in particular, working both for PGA Tour Radio, PGA Tour Live. Well, he has now turned 50 years young and looking to play once again on the Champions Tour, and more than that, even playing this week. So interesting to see what kind of a fresh start and, and, and thoughts and aspirations that Paul has for this stage of his life as well. As I mentioned this week, I'm talking about the Bermuda championship that he is playing in, uh, where from he is joining us live. I'm not sure if he's tired, if he was, if he's a Dodgers fan or he stayed up watching that or not, Paul, how are you? Were, were they your boys?
0: That's right. Um, you know what? I, I'm not tired because I, um, there I'll, I'll, I'll show <laughs> There's you. hat. Um, because sadly, as an old guy, you know I'm 50, and um, I get a bedtime that that's usually a little bit early. And I fell asleep in the fourth inning.
2: <laughs> oh, I understand. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, believe me.
0: Yes, I woke up at two in the morning. My I had all these messages on my phone, and and uh, so then I turned on uh, the MLB app and watched all the highlights. And was then I was too excited to go to sleep. So I kind of am, am a little bit uh, tired, but uh, I finally fell back asleep.
2: Were you, during the course of your career, were you kind of a sports junkie? Is that how you kind of filled the lonely hours?
0: Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I grew up in Southern California and, and uh, a huge Dodger fan, um, a huge Cowboys fan. Um, I was a Lakers fan growing up. Um, but since moving to Dallas, I've adopted the Texas Rangers. I've adopted the uh, the Dallas Mavericks. I'm now the anti-Laker fan. Um, but uh, so I love sports. And, and, you know, as a kid, we didn't have – what they have now, you know, obviously we had no, no cell phones or iPhones and no social media. And, and, you know, I remember the Dodger games, they didn't play all of them on TV. Um, they were all on the radio. And so I would fall asleep every night, um, listening to Vin Scully called Dodger games, uh, every, everyone that was, uh, was broadcast. And so I, I, I love sports. I, you know, the TV was always on either golf, uh, bowling, uh, or any other sport that was on uh, on the weekends. Um, so w- we were a sports uh, family, if you will. Um, and yeah, I am I still am, but now I just fall asleep early.
2: <laughs> Over the years when we've had a chance to chat, Paul, we've been excited with you when you've had starts here and there, and you've been playing here and there. This week, you're back with the flat belly. So you're, you we're talking about you turning 50 in Champions Tour, but you're on the PGA Tour this week, and... Sponsors exemptions. Your your thought about reaching out to this event, uh, why they gave you an exemption, and just overall what you're hoping to accomplish the week that lies before you.
0: Yeah, um, well, I, I played last year. I wrote for an exemption last season, and uh, as I was ramping up to to try to go chase after the uh, the old guys on the champions tour, I uh, I played in about I think I played four corn Ferry events last year, and then I. I I knew I was going to be close to getting into this event on my number, and and so I wrote for an exemption. Uh, they did not give it to me, uh, but I ended up getting in on my own, uh, really last minute. I might have been one of the last couple guys in the field, and um, but I went to all the all the dinners and and um, the pairings parties, and then I missed the cut. and I hung out in the skybox. One of uh, a good friend of mine lives here in the uh, in Bermuda, and. Um, he was well connected, so I, I got to meet everybody, and and uh, you know I think the tournament directors were were thankful that I you know stuck around and and uh, you know shook hands and did the did the things that you know I think we're supposed to do as as professional golfers, and and they remembered that, and so it's um, awesome. They, they gave me a spot this week, and so you know this has been a weird year. I turned fifty in December. I went to Q School to try to get my my Champions card, and uh, I choked the last five holes and missed it by two shots, and. Uh, so it left me on the outside looking in this year, trying to do Monday qualifyings. And and um, you know, I missed a couple by a shot early. And I finally made two in a row at uh, at the Pure Insurance and uh, the SAS Championship. And, and so um uh, beginning to come here as well. So I played those two the last month. Uh, I played in the uh, PGA of America's uh, Senior PGA Professional Championship last week or two weeks ago. Um, and uh, was in contention there and, and finished touchdown plus behind omar uresti but uh, but it's been great getting reps and so coming here uh this golf course isn't one of the longest on the pga tour it's not a golf course that um demands uh booming tee shots which i don't do anymore uh it's more like popcorn you know just like a little pop and then a drop out of the sky um and so but i can you know i can play this course i'm not coming in with a lot of long irons like i would if i was playing in uh, Houston, uh, well, the old you know golf club of Houston, which is what seventy five hundred yards, and mm-hmm. I'd be wearing it at irons. But uh, so I, you know, this game of golf, the little golf ball, this Callaway I'm going to be playing this week, it has no idea who I am. I, it just goes where I tell it to go. And and so if I can, if I can do some good talking with my with my uh, long sticks, and then get that putter um, to heat up, you know, I, I feel like I could be in, you know contention top 25 would be really good you know can I win here well if everything goes right um sure but um I, I'm realistic that you know these young guys Will Zalatoris is probably going to win the tournament uh the guy is uh he's on fire and he's really good uh but this tour is chock full of guys like that um young and older uh, I just you know I, I'm here because I want I want more reps um and I want to see if I can if I can you know conquer this golf course and that's really all it's all about um is me playing playing the course we're gonna have wind um which you know i can hit the ball low now uh, back in the day i couldn't i was a high high ball hitter and, and big old cut which doesn't work in the wind uh but you know it's gonna be windy here the last three days and and uh, you know i can i can control my ball flight and, and uh, so i'm looking forward to the challenge
2: Paul, I'm, I, it was interesting to hear you kind of managing expectations, which is understandable in terms of building towards something else, which is which is this next phase of your life in its entirety. What is it like for you now at, at this level of experience in terms of your emotions uh, when when you're, whether it's standing on the first tee or whether you feel like you start you're on a run of some kind in terms of understanding what it all means how it plays into the bigger picture and just kind of managing paul stankowski now in 2020
0: well you know i guess one of the things i've learned really over the years playing for years out on the tour and then stepping aside for a good five years uh, and entering the business world and then doing broadcasting um I've, uh, you know, I've seen golf from a different perspective and, and, you know, I understand that I I don't hit the ball far. I used to be one of the longer hitters, you know, a top 20 in length guy. Um, And now I'm, you know, I'm not, Uh, I'm very average on the champions tour. So out here, I'm going to be one of the shortest hitters. So I'm not going to overpower courses. Um, But, you know, I've, I've always, well, over the last dozen years or so, I've kind of learned to adopt more of a Texas hold'em style approach to the game of golf. Um, I just want to have a chance, you know, on the back nine um, and, you know, or on Sunday. And so in order to do that, I, I'm, I'm not, like I say, I'm not going to overpower it, So I'm not going to go in full guns blazing, firing at every flag stick. I, I just try to massage my way around the golf course and, and knowing that, um, you know, I can get on runs, uh, but I've never been able to force a run. Um, and so I, this is a game, you know. Uh, it's it's a game uh, that I love, but it's a game, and you know, you feel like you're in control. I, I when things are going well, this game is super easy, right? Uh, everybody can attest to that. When they're hitting it well, it's pretty easy. Um, but when you're hitting it poorly, it's not easy. And when the elements come, the wind, the rain, um, just the, the crowds, for that matter, you know, it took a while for me to get get my bearings back on. You know how to play in front of people again. You know, taking five years off playing with my buddies, um, you know, on the easy golf course from the up tees. That's that's you know, golf is fun, um, but out here it's competition, and competition, uh, you know, game does speed up a little bit, and, and it it speeds up more when you're a little bit off. Um, so, you know, I, I'm my whole objective is uh, first tee, first hole on Thursday to, to go out there and try to execute. Um, You know, we just watched the World Series last night where analytics has taken over the game of baseball. And, and, you know, hey, I I get it. Uh, Numbers sometimes don't lie, but uh, you still have to execute. And I think execution still beats analytics every day. I I have zero chance uh, on paper to, to win here this week, right? But is it possible? Sure. You know, if I go out there and execute and I shoot lower than everybody... Uh, they can't not give me the trophy, right? So um, it, it, to me, it's all about executing, but you can't execute on Sunday uh, before Thursday. So um, it, it's really, you know, I tried to dumb down this game because because I'm, I'm not going to be uh, a the shambo that's going to overpower a golf course. Uh, I'm just going to have to go, like I say, be methodical and, and massage it and, and um, you know, add them up.
2: Paul Stankowski is our guest playing this week in the Bermuda Championship. Absolutely love the champion's mindset, which says, in essence, I'm here to win. So I'm going to go out and do the best I can and try to accomplish the same. I I did think it was interesting earlier, Paul, when you were alluding to your ability to impact your trajectory of the golf ball, as you put it, an ability to hit it low now. Have you been working on particular skills, uh, as the years has progressed that, that you now have in your arsenal that maybe you didn't have before when you were at the height of your prowess?
0: You know, well, that's funny. I, back in the day, you know, I, I didn't really work on the game a whole lot. Um, it was, you know, I, I just played, uh, and I like to hit different kinds of shots and, and, um, one of my favorite shots was is a, a little three-quarter kind of a holding uh, ball flight. Uh, I'm a cutter. Um, so cuts can sometimes get away from you up in the wind. And so I had to learn how to hit it a little bit lower. I grew up in Southern California where every afternoon we would have, you know, the 20-mile-an-hour the gusts that uh, constant breezes off the water. And, and so I learned a little bit how to play in some, in some wind. And then going to school in El Paso and in the springtime, the wind can blow 40 miles an hour. So there again I learned in El Paso. Um, you know, how to hit it low if I needed to with my, with my irons. Uh, my driver, I had no idea how to hit it low. It just went up in the air. I tried to hit it over the wind. Um, wasn't very successful at that. But, um, but as I become a shorter hitter um, and an older hitter, you know, I, I'm just trying to figure out a way to get it in play. And usually getting it in play means swinging a little bit softer. Uh, and usually swinging a little bit softer means you're going to probably hit it in the screws a little bit better or the middle of the face uh, we don't have screws anymore on our drivers, um, <laughs> except that hold shaft in, which is also weird. But, um, so hitting it in the middle of the face creates less spin and, and, uh, all in all, you know, less spin keeps the ball from ballooning up into the wind. So that's what I tried to do. I try to hit it solid, um, and in doing so I'm not, I'm giving up some distance, but, uh, I feel if I can get the ball in play. Uh, I'm a good iron player, always have been, and and uh, you know if I get, hit it in there close and make some putts, and, and good things happen. So uh, I do feel like over the years I've I have learned. I I, I hear the swings on the range yesterday, these young guys, and hmm. I with seven iron, it doesn't matter. It just sounds like they're swinging so hard, and um, I don't know. I get it. I mean uh, this change, this game has changed a lot. I mean what we've seen here this year with Bryson is just. Mind blown, um, and, uh, and and intriguing. Uh, so I, I I don't know. I mean, where they're going, where the game's going. I'm glad uh, it's uh, it's that's behind me. I, I I think the guys on the Champions Tour are just trying to swing so their back doesn't fall apart. I,
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about all three of those things in just a second. Just so you know, where I'm going to wrap up with you. I want to ask you about what it's like to be back out there in the Champions Tour with your buddies that you played with and against, hoping that their backs stay together, as you just mentioned. I want to ask you as well about your sponsors, but I also want to ask you about the game right now, both looking back because of the fifth-place finish at the Masters yourself uh, in the late 90s, 97 to be specific, and... What you're expecting this year in November. They're saying that the golf courses it could be cold, it's it's likely to be playing very long. Just any any overall thoughts, Paul Stankowski, about Augusta National and the Masters in November?
0: I I can't wait to see it. You know, it's obviously gonna be different. The the, the trees, um, the pine trees, they're they're gonna have their needles, but the other trees um, they lose their leaves when it gets cold so I, I know Augusta is really good at, at, at manufacturing things I'm not sure they can create their own climate um, and so if it, you know we're probably not going to see azaleas maybe they'll have other flowers I, I don't I don't know uh, maybe azaleas bloom in November I have no idea um, I did see a picture recently of leaves all over the golf course right and that's different um, usually there's nothing out of place so I'm I'll be curious to see how the golf course plays Um even the, you know, when you oversee a golf course, like they do basically wall to wall, um, you got to keep it wet for, for a while while that ryegrass pops, right? And germinates and fills in. Um, and then you start bringing the water back down, you know, obviously, like, is it going to play longer? Is it going to be softer? Obviously we may have colder temperatures. Um, and that's going to play, uh, you know, we, we've, we now know that a golf ball doesn't go as far when it's cold, uh, than when it's warm. And so, um. It, it could have some different kind of teeth this year, right? Um, I, I can't wait to see it. I think it'll it'll be an interesting look. Um, uh, uh, and it's the Masters. I, I don't I don't care what time of year it is. I'll, I'll be watching.
2: When you were talking about length and and the modern game and what Bryson is doing, and especially in context to to the Masters, where length is always an advantage, always was. Even even when you were talking about the fact when you had it. Where we're at with length right now, and the pursuit of the same, and, and all degrees, whether we're talking about equipment, fitness, dialing it in with with launch angles, etc., is all of this a good direction for the game in, in your perspective, Paul Stankowski, or is it just where we're at, and this this is how the game evolves?
0: It's where we're at. You know, I, I don't think, you know, we'll know looking back. I mean, you, you really never know when you're in the middle of it if it's good or not. Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Um, if if well, if one guy can do it, Bryson can. He's figured it out. And uh, and fortunately, for everybody else, we've got to watch. And I think seeing what he did at, at uh uh in New York. <laughs> I'm trying to blank. U.S. But uh, yeah, at Wingfoot. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Um what he did at Wingfoot. Dude, you're 50 years old now. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was thinking whistling straights and I I do it was a W. Um so at Wingfoot it, it was. I played there in the 97 PGA when, when Dave, uh, Davis won. And, and that golf course is hard. And yeah. I, I don't think anybody foresaw him dismantling it. You know, I mean, we, we all, we all thought the golf course, I mean, Overpower was going to win and the golf course was going to win. And, and Bryson showed that, you know what, you can't hit it 350 out there and, uh, and dominate. So I, he's taking, he's taking things out of play that, that, uh, other players can't, and I'm really excited and curious to see how 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 that's going to work at the Masters because um, there's a lot of holes that he's taking things out of out of play. The bunker on eight is gone, right? I mean, it's not even it's not a it's what three oh five or three ten to carry. You know, I don't know. Maybe they can add a tee box again uh, further back behind the the scoreboard back there um, <laughs> or something. Um, it's just I think it's pretty cool. Um, I, and I'll be curious to see how, how it plays out. I think every year, everybody, I, well, I talked to a few players already that they're trying to figure out how they can get longer. Um, I, I don't think, I don't know, it, it's, I'm just glad. It hurts to watch.
2: Well, it's definitely an arms race. Maybe it's measured by, you know, bicep size of the arm, but it, it's, like you said, there's a long history in the game where players see one person do something and they go, hey, that's working. I want to do that same thing. I did want to ask you about what it's like to be back out in the Champions Tour as well. When were, were you nervous going back out there again, or was it like a huge reunion?
0: You know, well, as a I, I'm, I would consider myself an outsider because I'm not exempt out there, so I, I've got to I got to play my way in and uh, write for exemptions, and I, I've yet to get an exemption, but um, I did qualify for two. The like I say, the pure, uh, Pebble Beach and and uh, at the SAS, and pebble when I made it, um, I was so excited, uh, t- to get in and, and, uh, I flew my son in who's in college, but we decided it was okay to miss a couple days of school. Um, I hope his teacher isn't watching this cause he thinks it was just a family issue, but, um, the, uh, he, so he came and, and caddied for me and, and, and it was a, to me, it was a dream week. And, and it, honestly that week, it was had nothing to do with the golf for me. I, it was all about memories, and I love Pebble Beach. It's my favorite golf planet. Um, I told my son, my father passed away uh, thirteen months ago, that um, that I wanted to be cremated, and, and he could take some of my ashes, but I need him to take him to the eighth hole at Pebble Beach and and throw him in the fairway at the one eighty five marker. Um, and uh, I said, because it's my favorite second shot in golf, and so. Um, we went to that spot. I circled it in his yardage book. I said, here you go. Now you know exactly where you're coming. Um, you know, Hopefully it's in 50 to 70 years from now. But anyway, <laughs> the, um, it was awesome. <laughs> I was emotional during the week uh, a, a handful of times just looking at him, my 21-year-old son, uh, on the bag. It was, it was I'd already won the tournament in my mind before the tournament started because I, it, it couldn't have gotten any better. And unfortunately, I didn't play very well. I finished middle of the pack, but um, but it was a, it was a dream come true to, to finally get to tee it up on the Champions Tour, you know, with a lot of my old friends and, and uh, at Pebble. So that was cool. Then I qualified two weeks later for the SAS, and it was a different ballgame. I I felt uh, comfortable. I felt like okay, let's go out there and try and compete now. Uh, all the all the, the the memory building things was gone. Now it's like, yeah, I'm a professional golfer out here on the Champions Tour, and these guys are all really good, and and I'd like to have a piece of the action. So um, we had a blast. Um, I had a, a tour caddy uh, that I've known Graham for a long time uh, on the bag that week, and so it was a great it was a great stroll um, around a really good golf course. And and you know, I, again, I finished middle of the pack somewhere in the 30s, and uh, but I I felt, I feel good about my play. Uh, my ball striking has been good. My iron placement solid. My putting has uh, uh, left a lot to be desired um, since my return. Um, but I think I found something uh, in Florida playing that PGA event, and um, you know, I feel like I'm rolling the ball better. And and uh, so I'm excited for uh, what's ahead.
2: We're excited about it too. I'm sorry to hear about your dad's passing, but we are very excited about everything that's ahead for you competitively, Paul Stankowski. Uh, in such. Obviously, all of you as touring professionals align yourself with different companies to help you do your thing. Uh, how are you doing with sponsors right now?
0: Uh, you know, Callaway has been very gracious to me. Uh, I don't have a deal with them. Um, and, you know, like I say, being away from the game for so long. Um, but uh, they've been gracious and they've provided me with whatever I've needed equipment-wise. Uh, and so I'm, I'm playing the new Maverick driver and the Maverick 3-wood, which I love. Um, you know, the X-forged irons. I actually put... I went back. This is our golf uh, fanatics are going to remember this shaft. It was called the GAT shaft, GAT one hundred and fifteen graphite. It was like an olive green shaft. I had two sets of them in my garage. They were from like two thousand and two to two thousand and four, and so I pulled pulled the the sets out of some heads and stuck them in these Callaway in these X fords that I got, <laughs> and that's what I am playing this week. And and so um, I hope they don't disintegrate because you know they are eighteen years old, but. Um, but they're really good. So, uh, and I went back to the, to the old marksman, uh, Odyssey marksman putter, the original with white hot face and, um, and I'm playing their new ball. So I, you know, callaway has been gracious and I'm, and I'm thankful to them. Uh, they make great product. They always have. Uh, I've been kind of on and off with them for the, you know, my 25 years I've been around the game of golf and, um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm grateful for them. And then, uh, I'm involved with the golf membership called icon golf, uh, and uh, we got over 300 members around the country, and and put on uh, trips for them, and and uh, different kind of events. And so uh, I love being a part of that uh, organization as well. And, and uh, Icon's a, a lot of fun. So it's um, you know, it's it's always good to have good people around you and good companies uh, to be associated with. And and uh, and I'm grateful for those that that did, uh, you know, allow me to kind of uh, to work with them. And uh, so it's fun.
2: Awesome, dude. It's so great to catch up with you. Excited about you in the field this week at Bermuda. The coverage uh, kicks off Thursday uh, on Golf Channel from noontime. Uh, We'll have it on Thursday and Friday from noontime on Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. All those times are Eastern. We hope you play great. Hope you have fun. Hope you learn a lot. And we hope it just continues to build to more and more for you, Paul Stankowski. Thank you for letting us catch up with you. And thanks for your time as ever.
0: Thanks, Matt. I love being on the show. Keep it up. Thank you, sir.
2: Folks, we loved having your company as well on this Wednesday. Hope you guys have a great Wednesday. You accomplish everything that you want to. Remember, be nice to each other out there, and we will see you if we're spared again tomorrow. The day that play will be underway. We'll get into all of that and more on tomorrow's Fairways of Life show. We'll see you then.